You are listening to the weekly podcast of Transformation Life Church in Muskegon, Michigan. We pray you enjoy today's message. We love Pastor Jimmy. Man, I love you. What's that? You and I have been up here before. I know. Are we going to do a song again today? Do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember that. They don't remember it? Do we replay? Remind us? I don't know. You feel a song? Do you feel a song? No. All right. All right. Well, I am Pastor Kurt. I think you guys know that. And uh, can you hear me? Yeah, you can hear me. Are those for me? Thanks, man. Appreciate that. I've already been dipping into these today. I don't know if anybody's seen that, but we'll put those right there. Um. Pastor Ken and Pastor Rose always bring their computer up, and I thought left behind, so I thought I'd bring my computer up today. I don't know that I'll use it, but it looks good. It looks like I'm, you know, following. But uh, I, I just want to embarrass somebody today. And I think Larry's it. Do we know that Larry's birthday is today? Should we take, should we take a minute and say... Uh, Happy birthday to Larry. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Yeah. How old are you, Larry? <laughs> and uh, it was Gordy's birthday yesterday, Gordy? Tomorrow. Tomorrow's Gordy's birthday. Happy birthday, Gordy. And there was somebody else's, but I forget. I don't know. Dwayne's, that's right. It's Friday, that's right. Yours was Friday. Pastor Dwayne, happy birthday to you. I don't know if you know or not, but we love our people here. We love our people a lot. And uh, never does any of the pastors ever want to, you know, take anything. We want to give it back to you. And whether you know it or not, we are here for you. You're not here for us. You know, we're here to help, guide, nurture, and get you on your way. But um, Thank you for last week, too. And some of you had some really nice things to say. We just thank you for that. I was emotionally touched all day last week, Sunday. And uh, my wife goes, are you happy or not? And I'm trying to hide my emotions, you know. We all know I'm emotional anyways, but, you know, there was such kind words. There was, you know, in the cards, we thank you for the cards. And there was one, there was a couple that was talked about me being a teacher. And I don't necessarily see myself being a teacher, but, you know, I got, I think... I have room to grow, and and um, there was other ones that were just touching, you know, and then there was a couple that said, hey, we want to hear you more. Surprise! <laughs> we're here. We're, we're talking today, and and then Earl's always saying, hey, where's the props? And he wasn't going to be here, so I didn't bring no props today, so. And, uh, but I'm going to speak from my heart, you know, with, uh, we've had a chain of events in our family that has, you know, 
taken us and drawn us closer to the Lord. And I guess I want to share that journey a little bit with you today. And uh, we don't have to get serious that serious yet. But felt, did you feel that in the whole room just get serious? Man. But, uh, you know, we've had several deaths in the family, you know, in, in, our, in our circles in the last three weeks, four weeks. And the best man in my wedding had a massive heart attack, and I went down and spent some time with him. You guys probably know that as well. But, and Alec and I went down and, you know, witnessed to him. And I was really hoping that that weekend would be the day that I could breathe into the Lord, you know. And it just never came up. His family was there, and it was, you know, we just... There's time though, but and he's called me since then, and and uh, the time's near. It's real near because he was he was on the phone and he was talking to me, and I don't know that he knows that I'm a pastor, which is fine. I'm not playing the card. I'm just a friend. And uh, he called me and he says, Kurt. He says it really bothers me. It's been really heavy on my heart. That uh, you know. Is that I don't want to I miss don't want to miss my family, which is his family consists of his son, his son's children, and his two daughters' children, and my grandchildren. And then he talked about his buddy up up north, which was me, and he lost it. And this guy never cries. Does he ever cry, Don? Do you ever see Louis emotional? So the time's near. And if I could ask you for anything, just to keep him up in prayer, keep me up in prayer so when that time is there that we can we can get another soul to heaven, you know. We can get another soul to heaven, but you know. And then I did my first funeral for my brother-in-law, which is Rich, Richard Clark. And uh, throughout the whole service, there was, and my part in that service was having people come up and share their thoughts about Richard. Man, I had this all planned out. My sister called me and said, could you do this? I said, yeah, I could do this. You sure you want me to do it? Yeah, I want you to do it. All right, I can do that. And so I had everything all planned out. I had it all planned out. I had it on my phone. And uh, after everybody come up, there were several people come up. But everybody that talked about Richard talked about his kindness, how kind he was, and that his kindness showed the love of God. And at that point, I'm over in a corner, standing, trying to hold back my emotions, which I had under control. And uh, the Lord has given me a message. And uh, he's given me a message that he wants me to talk about. And I... When I got up to talk, I couldn't, you know, you guys see me. I couldn't see. I couldn't see my phone. I couldn't see my notes. I couldn't see anything. And uh, I had so much to say, but I didn't feel at liberty at that point to say. And I don't believe it was for that audience. But we're going to talk about kindness today. That, that whole word kindness is, is just been, been placed upon me. And it's led me, led me on a little bit of a journey a journey in my office, a journey out in the deer stand. I'm writing some stuff down, looking at my phone, using his tablet, stuff looking, looking up like this. And as I'm doing something, the Lord gives me 
wants to pay us such, but uh, he gives me something. I type it down, and as I type it up, I look up, and there's a deer. But anyways, so it's been ongoing. It's been a little bit of a journey, and I kind of want to share that with you today. And Rose, you still have that mic out there with you? Paul, could you come get this mic, please? And uh, we're going to have just like, like a good old-fashioned Bible study. Is that okay? We're going to ask people to look up verses and read verses. And what I want you to do is, when it's their turn, is, is to um, just put the mic so people can hear what, the, what they're reading. Okay? There'll be a few of them. And then if I say it loud, if I take enough time, our lovely lady up, up there will put it up on the screen for us all to see it. But... Um, and so, kindness is mentioned in the Bible over 200 times. That's a lot of times. But in other ways, either kind, the word kind has been mentioned over 400 times. That surprised me. Does it surprise you guys at all? 400 times and 200 times, man. It's 600 times in the Bible. Richard? Mr. Richard? Can you look up Luke 635, please? Yeah, I'm going to give you a minute. Proverbs 19, 17. Whenever you're ready, Rich. All right. Luke 6, 35. But love ye your enemies, and do good, and lend, hoping for nothing again, and your reward shall be great, and ye shall be the children of the highest, for he is kind unto the unthankful and unto the evil. Read that last part one more time. That he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. Hmm. So I just did a little search going, what, what, did, you know, what did Jesus say about kindness? And there was multiple ones. But this one hit me to the point where I had that tear come in my eye. He was kind to the evil The evil and also kind to the the other. And we talk about going up and above, right? Above and beyond. You've heard that through things. Above and beyond. That's above and beyond. But not only is it above and beyond, it's showing Jesus and showing Christ and showing the love of our Lord Savior through kindness. So when Richard and I I gotta tell you this story. He played basketball like nobody's ever played basketball. I mean, he's maybe three inches taller than I am. He was. He had a shot, a three-point shot, two-point shot, layup. He had it all. So I thought, 
be my brother-in-law, I'd like to get to know him a little bit and play some bas basketball with him. So you remember us playing basketball at Central all the time, right? We're over there, and there's another guy named Jeff Reed. And Jeff Reed had one of these basketball shots that would like go to the top of the ceiling and come down and go, whoosh, and then all you saw was him do, do this, you know. Not me. I'd like do that, and the net would be here, and the ball would go there. Or I'd do this, and it'd look like it'd be perfect, and it'd fall about this short. You know, I, I'm not, I don't look like a basketball player, do I? Because I'm not a basketball player. So, but, so we played all night long, all night long. And I was there to try to impress my brother-in-law, you know, try to, you know, bond. And I said to Richard, I said, well, what do you think? Now, at that time, he could have said so many things that could have been true, very true, but not kind, okay? And he looked at me and says, Kurt, man, he says, you're just this great big ball of energy that just, you know, is hard to contend with out there. I took it as I did defense really well. <laughs> I was like, yes, yes. But he chose, you know, it took 20 years later for me to realize this. He chose at that time to do, be kind. And many times do we choose to be kind when that opportunity arises? Or do we find that point to go, well, I could say this and fulfill my flesh and degrade you or show Hmm. Guilty. Now I want you all to know, when I'm speaking today, dude, I got a great big mirror right here, and I'm looking at it doing this. If this was a mirror, I'd be talking right back to myself, okay? If this was a mirror, okay? You understand that, right? So I'm leaving my self out on the line to do this. So, again, he chose at that time to be kind. So when do we need to, I believe that we, you know, when you're doing this, you got four fingers pointing right back at you, right? Someone do this. We need to be more, step that game up a little bit, choose to be kind, uplift and encourage. Go ahead, Dave. Hold on. Here comes, here comes. Oh, yep, 1917. If you help the poor, you are lending to the Lord, and he will repay you. Okay. When you're doing the Lord's work and being kind, he will repay you. What better benefit is that? Is there no other reason to do kindness is knowing that it's a benefit? Pastor Jimmy, when I'm, was, would be, if I had been kind to you, and every time I'd be kind to you, you gave me a slip me a, a dollar, you know. Wouldn't I want to be kind to Jimmy a whole lot more? Even though he's not slipping me a dollar, but if he, if if we knew we were getting paid the narrow to be kind, but scripture says we are, does not? That's the point I want to make on that one. That's what hit me, anyways. Um, I'll do Zechariah. 
When the Lord, I can see right now because I'm not, bless me, my eyes aren't watering. So, so we're going to go to Zechariah 7, 8 and 9. And these are all things that back up being kindness, what the, what the Bible says about kindness. And I try to find things throughout the Bible, through Old Testament and New Testament, that it makes a common plane. I just don't find one and try to twist it around and make the point. I have the verse, tell me what it's saying, and I, follow me? When the word of the Lord came to Zechariah saying, thus has the Lord and hosts said, dispense truth, justice, practice kindness and compassion to each other. Throughout the Bible, it's telling us to be kind and compassionate. Psalms, you want to do Psalms 36, 36, 5 through 9? So kind and compassion. This church, through Jesus in the street, shows kindness and compassion. Do we not? We do. It's a little bit that makes this ministry different than most, most other ministries. Not bragging. But the Lord tells us to be kind and compassionate above all things. Not above all things, but I put that in there. Go ahead, Rose, whenever you're ready. Your mercy, O oh Lord, is in the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the great mountains. Your judgments are a great deep. O oh Lord, you preserve man and beast. How precious is your loving kindness, O oh God. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. They are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house, and you give them drink from the river of your pleasures. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light, we see light. Kindness. Because you were kind, you get, people were drawn to it. Those are the Lord's words in the Old Testament. God's words in translation of man. In reading this, and doing this little search, I realized how much I've fallen short. And when I fall short, and I represent the body, in turn I take that serious because people see you when they see me. And I need to step my game up. So, I kind of wrote down a biblical benefits of kindness. My consensus of biblical kindness. Your kindness will lead others to the source of Jesus Christ. 
Hear the kindness of the Lord's Lord lead lead you and represent through you. Three Ephesians. Who wants to do Ephesians four thirty two? Anyone? Bueller? We have uh, Mrs. Hostetter. Jonetta. Ephesians 4, 32. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake, have forgiven you. Be kind to one another. The least is to be kind. So this is the point where I was in my deer shack and the Lord gave me something. He said to me, Kurt, what is the predecessor of kindness? forgiveness right the predecessor to kindness is forgiveness how can we be how can we be kind Chris how could I be kind to you if I don't forgive you if I was kind to you it would be in, a, in an ill manner wouldn't it or it would be in a, in a manner that isn't true It'd be in a self-centering manner to show that I'm who I'm not really, who I not really am. It would be a false kindness. And a false kindness does not lead people to Christ. The false kindness is where people see through it and see the fakeness. I'm surprised I could see that deer. And the reason why I didn't shoot it is because I didn't know that I could see through the scope, so I let it go. But the Lord blessed me with one a little later. Let me say it one more time. The, the predecessor, or pre, well, I better read it. The predecessor to kindness is forgiveness. My daughter's laughing at me. Oh, yeah. So in order, us to, or in order us to have true kindness, true God-given kindness, the kind that Jesus bestowed upon us is through forgiveness. So that led me on a different path. Do you know forgiveness in the Old Testament is mentioned 46 times. And forgiveness in the New Testament is 49 times. And also, in other words being forgiven, forgiveness, 
is mentioned another 28 times in the New Testament. So Matthew, I'll do Matthew. Rich, you have such a great voice. Could you do Matthew 18, 21 and 22? I read out of the Geneva Bible, too, by the way, which is the oldest Bible I can find. So sometimes these words are a little bit hard. So which one do you want, 21, 22? Matthew 18? Yeah. 21 through 22, yeah. All right. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me, and how and I forgive him? Till seven times? Jesus said unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until 70 times seven. Anybody know what 17 times seven is? A lot. 400 and some times. 539. Four hundred. 490. All right, we can all agree on 490. Can we all agree on a lot? Can we round it just up to, I'd like to round things up. Can we just round it up to 500? All right. But anyways, it's a lot. So if Bob came to me and said, and kicked me in the shin, please don't do that. If Bob came to me and kicked me in the shin, he said, oh, sorry, please forgive me. I'd have to forgive him. That's one. <laughs> But Jesus says to forgive him 70 times 7. 500 times. I think by 500 times, well, Bob, I forgive you, Bob, I forgive you, Bob, I forgive you, Bob, I'm going to forgive him. Oh, Lord. So, we all remember when Jesus was on the cross, right? We've all seen it. We've all studied it. What was the last things he said? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. See, we take stinking offense. We take stinking offense against people and others, God's children. And they don't even know what they did. So when you're harvesting the unforgiveness, I've heard it say this. It's like drinking poison, drinking a jar of poison and hoping it makes Steve sick. Expecting that it's going to make Steve sick and it's just killing me. So unforgiveness has to be dealt with before we can have true kindness. So if we're carrying around unforgiveness, we can't carry Christ-like true kindness. And if we're wanting God's true kindness, God's true love, to emulate God, to emulate Christ, 
We have two things we have to, con- deal, or have to deal with, right? Luke 23, 24. Or actually, Luke 23, verse 34. Forgive us of our sins as we have forgiven those who have sinned against us. There was a parable, I believe it was a parable, where a servant was forgiven from his master, but then that same servant went to another servant and demanded it be paid back, right? But then in the back time, his, his forgiveness got taken away, right? So how do we expect our Father who's in heaven, our gracious, loving, heavenly Father, to forgive us if we can't forgive somebody else? How? It just don't work. It's like adding four and six together and coming up with two. That's the new math in school in case you didn't realize it. Tim, I do Matthew six twelve. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Oh, that was mine. Sorry. Luke six thirty seven. Yeah, well. Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you shall be forgiven. Hmm. Judge not. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. This one spoke heavily to me. On a part that I have a heavy background in security. Part of a good security guy is a guy who can, or a person that can see things that normal people can't. And so you see four police officers and detectives. You know, you, you anticipate the unanticipated. Along with that, you become a little bit judgmental. At least I did. Because if one person of that lives in the neighborhood 
Ford drives. How silly is this? If you owned a Saab, I didn't like you because I figured everybody that drove a Saab was stuck up and didn't like other people. So I, a Saab, yeah, yeah, a Saab vehicle. Okay? Judgmental, right? So I already, hmm. So, anyways, judging people. You know, judge not unless you be judged. That hit me hard. But how silly is it that I let, I let the love of Christ, the kindness of Christ, not be exposed or let through because I judged you because you drove a stinking car. You see where this is going? So I already have unforgiveness towards you because you drove a car because I judged you wrongly. So I have to get rid of the unforgiveness and quit judging in order to show proper kindness in order to... Holy smokes, does this get thick or what? So what was being revealed to me is these things, judging, unforgiveness, I have to deal with as a, in a personal level before I can show true kindness to you. And in showing true kindness, I'm showing God's love and mercy and, and overwhelmness that he's put, us, he's put on us to show others because people see Christ through each and every one of us. Each in every one of us. Not just the pastors on this platform or down here. Each and every one of us. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good keeping dry, ain't I? Not bad, not bad. Not bad. Hush. Hush. Man, it's only 11.30. Rose said, I got to go till 1230. So, here's something else that the Lord gave me. When we get offended, okay? He says, when you get offended, it's because you think you're somebody. Let me say it again. When you get offended, it's because you think you're somebody. And if you were nobody, you would not get offended. So, in case you can see that, I put that in red, put a question mark on it, whether I talk about it or not. My Lord just told me I had to talk about it. So I'm being obedient. So the next time I got offended, I was like, well, what's that work? We won't go into the situation. But I went, yeah, you know why I got offended? 
because I'm the guy who's been here the longest, and yeah. When we think we're somebody, we have an air about us, an arrogance. And I'm not even going into arrogance in the scripture because it talks about it as well. If we stay humble and we search for the love of the Lord with all of our hearts, we learn to forgive 70 times 7. We learn to forgive them for they know not what they do. And we love them and show kindness that God's never showed kindness like God showed us kindness. I'm a work in progress. Okay, I'm talking to myself. Remember me talking to Mir? So I might be looking out here, but I'm looking right back at myself. I'm way short from being perfect. Chris knows that. But uh, if we work on that, we can, we can help. We can become better people. We can become better stewards of what's God given us. Let me ask you a question now. This is crowd participation time. Let's all say it. Crowd participation. Take a moment and think about what is the, there's going to be a few people that know this answer, but keep quiet, okay? You that know this answer, keep quiet. I want you to think about what is the most valuable thing in your life. Think about what might be the most valuable thing. The most valuable thing you're like, Gracie, stop it. The most valuable thing. Anybody want to share? Just raise your hand. Salvation is good. Bob? Perfect. Was that what you were going to say? Anybody else? God's mercy, your breath. We'll come back to you. Go ahead. Your family and God. Anybody else? Your relationship with the Holy Spirit. Your kids, your family. Gracie, you're not answering this. No, no. No. Anybody, anybody else? Rose, you got anything? Put you on the spot. Just like that. Nothing. Amanda, right? Amanda said time. When we're at funerals, we talk about a person's time that they spent. We talk about the time they've spent with the Lord. We talk about the time we spent with people, the time we spent with work. Above and all things, our relationship with the Lord should be the most important thing. But without our time, we can't have that relationship, right? 
some people say, I've heard people say money. We can make more money. We'll spend our time to make money so we can spend money to buy something different. But our time is the only thing that we can never make more of. Everybody who's born on this earth, except two people that I know of, which is Enoch and Jesus, left this earth without their time expiring. But Jesus' time expired, but then they gained it back. Some of us have a span of 20 years. Some of us have a span of 60 years. Some of us have a span of 100 and some years. But there's a span, there's a predetermined time line that we have for us. And when we spend our time with Jesus, we're giving him the one, our, our, our commodity that we have, can't make more of. He's given us our most precious thing. In Scripture, it talked about a person who had lots of money who gave little, but didn't give time. If that person who had a lot gave his time, will give his most. Does that make sense to you at all? So when we come and give our time, let's do this. If we were to say some, if I was to say something ill to somebody, and they were on, if I was going to be de degrading to somebody, I'd be spending my time being degrading, and that person would actually fall back or stop growth wherever their growth would be. But if I spend my time and I give them kindness and love and encouragement, it advances that individual. Which I see it as gaining time. It's the only way in my brain that I can figure, but you're not gaining time for you. You're jumping that person from digressing time to advancing them in time. Am I explaining that right? Am I? Because about the time that we dig digress and hold somebody back, re -ret we retard their timing, hold their timing back. But we give the love and encouragement and kindness, we accelerate where they are in time. Make sense? So when we walk in the love and the compassion and the kindness of Christ in time, this is getting heavy now, in our time, and we show love, kindness, mercy in, to somebody else, it advances them. We give to them to the least. That just took on a whole different meaning, didn't it? When we come to the altar and we come before the Lord on our knees or in prayer and spend that one-on-one -on -one time, 
that's the best we can give our Father. If you come there just to give time, just to say that you give time, that's wasting time. Wasting your breath. So let's use our time wisely. And it talks about time being wisely. Let's go to some. Let's go to Here's one I didn't mention. How much time do we spend on unforgiveness? Serious. I'm talking to me too. How much time do we give to exchange money? How much time do we do we give so we can have money to exchange? How much time do you give to kindness, being kind? These are things questions I'm asking myself. Giving kindness is like multiplying the time because it accelerates the good. Well, I said that better than I did before. And how much time do you, I'm talking to myself, how much time do you give to God? In Ephesians 5, Gordy? No, sorry. Um, Chucks. I'm looking right at him. Fred! Hey, Fred, do you want, you want to do Ephesians 5, 15 through 16? Thank you. Thank you up there. See then that you walk carefully not as fools, but as wise men, making the most of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not be drunk with wine, for that is reckless living. How far do I go? but be filled with the Spirit. Speak to one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Give thanks always for the things of God the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, being submissive to one another in the fear of God. That's good. That's good. This verse emphasizes the importance of being wise and managing our time. So the Bible talks to us about being kind, talks to us about managing our time, having wisdom, forgiveness, uh, taking up offenses, pride. Good Lord. 
off from a funeral about somebody being kind. Psalms 90, 12 in the Amplified says, so teach us to number our days that we may cultivate and bring to your heart wisdom. So if you're going to number something, take time to number something, you're going to plan things out. So if we're planning out our days, teach us to plan out our days and treat them as wisdom. Wisdom. Lord Jesus, give us wisdom. Heavenly Father, your wisdom we bestow upon you, Lord. So the Lord has put that on my heart for to share with you, t- you guys today. Forgive. Show compassion. Be kind when the kindness, when it's even, it takes more work to be kind than it does not to be kind. It takes more effort to put it through a brain cell to find something. You look like a ball of energy out there just going. He could have ragged on me about my shot. He could have ragged on me about being too rough on the court. He could have ragged on me about letting people just, you know, pass all the time. But here was a young guy with a lot of energy trying to do his best. And he's seen that I was trying to do my best. (laughs) And our Heavenly Father knows when we're trying to do our best and when we're not. He sees it. So in closing, I only do one closing that I know of. I now empower you guys to see that as clear as I do, if it's clear. And to take that Take your time and use it wisely. Take your time to be kind, true kindness, and advance somebody else's timeline with the love of Christ. Because we're only going to reach people and know people. My buddy Louie, He's not a Christian. He, uh, in the last couple times, he's let me pray with him over the phone, which is the door's opening. His his brother passed away two weeks before he had a heart attack, three weeks before he had a heart attack. And um, he let me pray with him, and I said, Louis, can I pray with you? Here's a person that has been hurt a lot, carries a big door, big shield so people can't get in, shows gruffness 
to keep people at bay. But knows a true friendship when he sees it. Say that again. But knows a true friendship when he sees it. And showed knows kindness when he sees it. Because he's been fed the malarkey before. And only true kindness and true friendship, forgiveness. Now, <sighs> true forgiveness will, will be able for you to be able to bestow that so somebody can see it properly. So I'll leave this with you today. If you need to get rid of your pride, if you need to get rid of your unforgiveness, if something's coming to your heart, you need to be a better manager of your time. That's between you and Christ, you and God. These altars are open for you to spend time with the Lord, one-on-one -on -one time, personal time. And if you drop that down, do not pick it back up. Someone needed to hear that. Do not pick it back up. Heavenly Father, we just come to you today, Lord. We thank you for the word that you've given. I don't take it lightly. And Lord, teach us, show us how we can spend our time being kinder to other people to advance your timeline, Lord. And Lord, all these people, if they come up, when they come talk to you and let them, let them get the full forgiveness and release of everything that holds them from getting, getting to you closer, Lord. And this I ask in your name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.